You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Good morning. Hey, friends, and welcome back to Therapy Thursday. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Lydia Martinez, who is a mental health counselor. Good morning. How are you, Lisa? I'm really excited about today. I'm excited too. Today we're continuing our series, Communication 101. And today we're taking a pause to check our heart. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think of today like a prequel. You know how movies have a sequel? This is a prequel to communication. Prequel to communication. Because as we discussed it, and we're going over all the different aspects of communication we realized that it's all a matter of the heart. In the Bible, the heart is considered the seat of life or strength, which means it's your mind, soul, spirit, and your entire emotional person and understanding all rolled into one beautiful heart that, that God created. Mm-hmm. And people say the Bible isn't relevant. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So why is it important to check our heart? You know, have you ever talked to someone like at a party or you walk into a room at a party, you can scan the room automatically. Can't you tell the people who are in a good mood or in a bad mood who want to be there, who don't want to be there, who feel good, who feel bad, who feel negative. And yes. then you just walk by them and go, Ooh, I'm not talking to that one. Or, Ooh, I want to totally go over there and talk to that one without even saying any words, just observation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some- so much is said without being said. That was beautifully said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love Matthew 5, 8, because it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I want to hear from God, and I want to keep my heart pure. But then Jeremiah 17, 9 steps it up a notch and reminds us that our heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? What? Yeah. You know what I hear? I hear that um, you got to check yourself. You've got to make sure that you are in a good place to talk to other people. And when you're in a bad mood, things will come out of your mouth that are not good. If you're not feeling well, um, and I'm not talking just about, you know, the flu or COVID or something like that, which that can affect you. But like, if you're in a bad place, things that are going to fall out of your mouth are going to come from that bad place. Yes. Let's talk about HALT. Oh, yes. What a good one. I love HALT. HALT is an acronym that I use with a lot of people. HALT. H-A-L-T. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You never, ever make any big decisions. And I would even say you never try to communicate when you're feeling hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You almost have to have like a safety plan in place. So that if you are feeling those things, like how can you communicate to other people that you're feeling these things and so that you don't hurt other people, right? Yes. yes. I love Greg Laurie. He said the other day, he said, you know how we always say God knows my heart. Uh God does know your heart and he knows it's full of sin. Yeah. So if our hearts are full of sin, then what can we possibly do to make it right? And I think about that a little monster inside of us. Are you going to feed your little monster or are you going to feed your spirit? 
And what do you feed on? Feeding on negative thoughts, negative people, negative situations, feeding on doubt and unbelief and what was done to you. Those things feed the little monster inside of you, the sin inside of you. Right. But feeding on the word of God, feeding on prayer, feeding, feasting with other believers, breaking bread in fellowship, not just hanging out, talking about the weather, but fellowshipping, talking about God, being Bible minded, meditating on God's word. Those are the things that will feed my spirit Mm -hmm. and allow me, first of all, to see my own sin. Mm -hmm. I I think an important part of it is to have grace for yourself. If you are in a good place, or even if you are in a bad place, you know, it takes a lot of forgiveness, sometimes a lot of undeserved forgiveness. Um, So that sometimes that's just how we learn. Okay, sometimes people are a little bit more hard headed than others. Mm -hmm. Not me, but others. (laughs) I'm not hard headed at all. (laughs) <laughs> others that are hard. You're so funny, Lisa. This morning you took a funny pill. Lord, forgive me because he knows that I am stubborn. And he oh. also knows that I can struggle with hardness of heart. Oh, yeah. I'm thankful for my helper, the Holy Spirit, who, who reveals my sin to me. And then I'm faced with a choice. Do I want to mm-hmm. deal with it and confess it? Or do I want to harden my heart more and continue to feed on it. And that's a good point because people who are not believers, they hear that term, harden your heart, and they think, what does that mean? And and I have to tell you that when I became a believer, all these terms were new to me too. So I had to like look them up and think about them and, you know, kind of digest them one by one. And in, in other words, a hardened heart is like being bitter. Yeah. And you can, you've talked to people who are bitter. I've been bitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have it to. doesn't feel good. No, no. It doesn't. No, and, and it starts just with one little seed of anger or one little seed of feeling like you've been wrong. And forgiveness is very powerful. Forgiveness is not just for the person that's wronged you. Forgiveness is for your heart. That's the key. That right there is the key to softening your heart. There is freedom and forgiveness. Yeah. Definitely. So part of your heart is who owns your heart. Are you the king of your own heart? Are you in charge of your own heart? Or have you given your heart to Jesus? Oh, great question. Fundamental place. If your heart belongs to yourself, that means you're in charge of fixing it, healing it, examining it. That's a hard thing to do. But when you can say, I recognize my heart's not in a good place, and then give your heart to Jesus, confessing your sins, giving your heart to Jesus, recognizing or agreeing with God that you're a sinner, and then asking him, would you come and be in charge of my heart? Now God is the ruler of your heart, and he has authority over your life and your heart. So then you can come to him. First of all, I think the best place, the only place to start with forgiveness is the one who gives freely, and that's Jesus. And once we receive his forgiveness, and you recognize it, and you're overwhelmed by his love and mercy, it becomes so much easier to offer that forgiveness to others. It's like and that broken vessel. It pours in, it should pour right out to others. Right. Like a, like a beautiful fountain. Yeah. So let me ask you one question, because I know there's somebody out there who thought of this too. Do you think that's a one-time thing? That decision? Oh, to forgive? No. Oh. Yeah. That and to... Um, 
to have that conversation with God to say, Hey, listen, I'm with you. You are the one that I'm going to tap into for this strength, for this forgiveness. That's a very interesting question. That is a question that can only be answered by the person and God. I can tell you that I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior 972 times before <laughs> my life started changing. And the difference wasn't my words or my action. My difference was the Holy Spirit leading me to the Word of God and me actually recognizing, oh, wait, as a Christian, I need to read, know, and apply this Word. I should fall in love with this Word. I want to get to know God, and the only way to do that is to get to know His Word. Mm -hmm. So that's where it brought a change to me. Was it the first time or the 972 times? Only God knows our heart. Right. <laughs> he only knows if we're really, like, you know, let's all confess. There's been times when we, I was not walking with the Lord that I made huge mistakes. And then I would say, okay, Lord, I'm really, really sorry. Please forgive me. Come into my heart. I just wanted him to fast forward the consequences of my own sin. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to give him my life and follow him. Mm-hmm. So this was really, this is really more of a wash, rinse, repeat, wash, exactly. rinse, repeat. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you truly come to the place where you're faced with your sin, mm -hmm. you recognize your justified punishment from your sin, then you say, wait, I have this free offer from a loving God who has authority over my life. He will freely forgive me and not only forgive me, but love me. And then I, I receive every benefit that he has as a son of God. That's, that should overwhelm your life. I think it is. It's an overwhelming thought, especially for people who, do, who are beginner believers. I think that to remember that we're human, one fallacy that I come across is people go, oh, Christians are perfect. Why'd they mess up? They're so perfect. Well, we're not. That's the idea is that we're not perfect, is that we are imperfect and we are leaning on God to help us refine, get more and more refined. Exactly. If I was perfect, I wouldn't need a savior. It is because I know I'm not perfect that I have this desperate need for a savior, a savior, mm -hmm. a rescuer, and a helper with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about the fruits of the spirit before and how all of those spirits like gentleness and feeling and kind and faithfulness, you know, th those things come from a better relationship with God and a better relationship with God. It comes from a lot of little conversations with him, a string of conversations. Absolutely. And then you can come with your broken heart, seeking forgiveness mm -hmm. and offering it to others. There's a saying that says that bitterness is like being stabbed in your back and you take out the knife and then you walk around with the knife and you stab yourself every morning, reminding yourself of what was done to you. Wow. That's, yes. That's rough. So forgiveness is laying the weapons down. I hope it means there's restoration, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean the other person is sorry. It doesn't mean the other person's taking responsibility. It doesn't mean that you are allowing what was done or overlooking it. It means that you are releasing control of it. You are releasing, um, the vengeance that might come from it. You're releasing everything to God. You're offering forgiveness. You're leaving it in God's hands. Lord, I don't want to carry this burden any longer. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to lay it in your hands. Trust you and no longer. And it's definitely a process. Some yeah. things I can forgive one time. Other things I need to forgive daily. Right. And and it's a pro. like you said, it's a process and it's a 
I think of like a, a string of lights, you know, one little bulb. Every time it's another little forgiveness, another little forgiveness, another little forgiveness. You just, you have to keep doing it until then you put all those lights together and it's beautiful, you know, like think of all those little tiny little lights. Yeah. And when they're, when they're all together in one string of lights, it means something and you got to give time for healing. So don't, let's not forget that forgiveness and reinstating a relationship are two different things. Yes, absolutely. You, you can forgive and never talk to that person again. Yeah. You can forgive and uh, never talk about what happened again. Yeah, release. You can, you can forgive and move on with your life. It doesn't mean that you have to forgive and you have to reinstate that relationship right. again. I think that, that people get confused and they think, oh, if I forgive, that means I have to go back over to that person and start all over. No, no, it doesn't. It means that you have to forgive because you don't want to hang on to that. Because eventually some of these feelings, they manifest themselves into somatic, physical problems later on, yeah. you know? So, you know, you're, you're only helping your, your own health your own physical health, your own heart health, your own, just your mind, body, and soul, everything, right. you know, and it's, it's a tough first step, but it, but it does not mean that you have to reinstitute that whole relationship. Right. Forgiveness again. doesn't mean you pick up right where you left off and let's keep going. Hopefully it does. Hopefully the person is fully repentant, learned their lesson, wants to move on. You recognize that they're, they're sincere and the Holy Spirit brings restoration but you can forgive somebody and release that to God. Yeah. You know, one wonderful verse on Colossians 3.13 says, Be tolerant of one another and forgive one another if anyone has a complaint against you. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, you should also forgive. The Lord forgave us. It's a, the Bible says when we were still sinners, he died mm -hmm. for our sins. So God forgives our sins. God washes them away. He releases them as far from the east as from the west. And there's two quotes that are wonderful about this, two additional quotes that are wonderful about this. The first one is, unforgiveness is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Right. Oh, that's a great, great metaphor. Great visual, right? Yeah. And the other one is, forgiveness is accepting or giving up the hope for a better past. Repeat that one again. Forgiveness is giving up hope for a better past. Mm. So when you forgive somebody, you're recognizing that's never going to change. What mm -hmm. happened has already occurred. There's nothing they can do to go back and do it again. Mm -hmm. The action has happened and you can lay that down. Right. Because living in that, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe she did that. I can't believe she said that. I can't believe he did that. That's part of the cycle that we don't want to be on. Right. That hardens our heart, makes our heart angry and hold on to that bitterness that we were talking about. Right. And then it makes you communicate that. Yeah. And sometimes then you project it onto other people, you know, here comes Sally, you know, doesn't know that you're angry and hey, how you doing? And you just give it all back to her yeah you know here's the here's the deal though is that understanding another one of the fruits of the spirit it's important for you to have some level of understanding because we are not perfect and sometimes we do have bad days i have bad days too 
sometimes we don't communicate our best on our lowest moments. It's important that you want to want to cultivate relationships of respect, then then you want to own up to those moments when you you weren't your best. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you don't feel like it's a relationship that needs to be cultivated, um, that that's a whole other step, you know, but forgiveness is very important. You know, you may say, oh, okay, um, that person's having a bad day. I, I'm going to forgive them. But that doesn't mean that you allow that to happen again. Right. You also have to have the kind of communication with your friends or with people around you that you say, hey, listen, I know you're having a bad day, but don't take it out on me, you know, exactly. uh, and kind of put them in check. Sometimes the, that, that conversation needs to be had. And the other side of that coin, because we love to talk about what people have done to us. Right. But the other side of that coin is carrying the weight of what you have done, the mistakes you have made, whether intentional or unintentional, mm-hmm. and seeking that forgiveness, confessing it. Going right. to the person and saying, listen, this happened and I know there's distance between us and I can respect that distance. However, I need to fully repent. How do you fully repent? You take responsibility without adding, pointing fingers at somebody else. You don't justify, you don't defend. You admit what you did. You express sorrow for your action, your regret for your action. And you pray that the Holy Spirit would help you not do it again. Because I want to say, and you don't do it again. But we're all sinners, and without help of the Holy Spirit, the Bible's very clear, then says that we do what we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And lastly, um, and before we end, let's talk about one other thing that comes from unforgiveness, and that is hate. And Mark seven twenty one says, For from within, out of the heart of man proceeds the evil thoughts, fornication, thefts, murder, adultery, wickedness, all deceit, pride, envy, slander, and foolishness. And 1 John 4, 8 says, anyone who does not know God, anyone who does not love doesn't know God because God is love. And lastly, Proverbs 10, 12 says, hatred stirs up strife. Hatred stir. let me let her walk out. I'm sorry. Okay. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. And when we align our heart with Christ, we become a vessel for God's love and mercy. We become ambassadors for Christ, and we can connect daily with Christ. And that connection with Christ is what will break the unforgiveness and the hatred that you might feel towards another person. Well, that's a that's a lot to take in, but... For me, what I heard there was that there were, those are the feelings that are opposite of the fruits of the Spirit. Yes. Okay, so the opposite of love, patience, and peace. Opposite of faithfulness, kindness, and patience. I already said that one, but I think that one's a hard one for me. Opposite of understanding and being gentle and, and self-control. These are all the opposites. You know, it's just important that the more that we are in Christ's word, the more that we practice loving the way that God loves, not the way the world loves, then our hearts are going to be in a better place to communicate. And we're also going to be better listeners because we're going to hear when someone's hurting and we're not going to get hurt so easily when we know that, oh, that wasn't intentional. We, You have to have some understanding too. People do go through things, you know. And the only way that we can let each other know is through communication. 
but we do have to have the good fruits of the Spirit to be able to interpret what is said to us. And you're right. If we just remove the bad, that, that leaves a void. Yeah. It's that emptying the bad, confessing the bad. Um, I hate to use those words, good and bad, but confessing what's the sin in our lives, what's mm -hmm. wrong with our actions, our heart, our right. thoughts, and replacing it with God's goodness and mercy and taking a hard look at God, really getting to know him again through his word, opening the Bible and getting to know his character. Because when you look into the eyes of a loving father who sacrificed his own son for you mm -hmm. to have life with him, to be forgiven, to be um, extended the mercy of God at Christ's expense, then how can you look at your neighbor, no matter what they've done, and have hatred in your heart? I just want to focus on God. Mm -hmm. That's a, a good way, to, a good place to start, to have good communication. Yeah. That way, I think that this is a really good prequel because you're right. I think that whatever falls out of your mouth, intentionally or unintentionally, it has to do with the condition of your heart. And if your heart is the kind of heart that you you constantly go in and you you help yourself and not batter yourself, not right. not overly uh, punish yourself. You know, we all make mistakes. It's okay. You got to forgive yourself too. You got to apply the same principles that you do to others to yourself. If you can do that then you're going to be all the more better communicator, uh, warm to other people and, and inviting, and you're going to be able to build better relationships that way. So Dr. Lydia, if there's somebody listening now and they're struggling with either hate or severe dislike, and they're struggling with unforgiveness in their heart, and they recognize that their heart is not aligned with God, what do they do next? Oh, maybe they need help. Maybe they need a counselor. Maybe they can't just do it by themselves. You know, sometimes you you, you need some training wheels to help you. Um, and I totally invite you to call for counseling. Let me give you a phone number because I have a wonderful staff who is ready to help. 786-565-6916. Or my website is, is um, drlidiamartinez.com. And that's with a L L I D I A. Um, D-R-L-I-D-I-A, martinez.com. Um, you can call me. I'll set you up with one of our counselors and see if we can help you out, okay? Because sometimes you need a little help to talk to a, a believer who's who can listen to you in a therapeutic way, a non-judgmental way, and, and guide you in the right direction. But if you want to work at home, the first thing you need to do is get on your knees and ask God for help. Mm -hmm. right open yeah. your heart up to the holy spirit be willing to be honest yeah open that bible up okay pray and let the god let god lead you to where in the bible he wants you to look to focus on what scripture yes be honest with yourself really really search your heart i think it's important that you make an inventory figure out what triggers you what makes you tick what makes you move in the right direction toward god and what doesn't that way you can get to know yourself a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And then that way you can move in the next direction, which is to confess. What is your role in your sin? What is What responsibility are you going to take? And these are tough questions, you know, to ask yourself. So you really got to dedicate some time to this. And then I think lastly is just continuing to come back to God. Like it's not a one-time thing because... God reveals our sin to us little by little. I heard it said once that if he were to show us all of our sin at one time, we would die from sorrow. So just coming back to God, 
daily. That's why they call it our daily bread. Coming back mm -hmm. every day, spending a little bit of time reading through the Bible. Pick a book, read through that book. And every day ask yourself, where are you here, God? Where are you in this word? And where am I? Am, is there a sin I need to confess? Is there an encouraging word I need to get? Like really connect with God and ask him to change your heart. But it's a wash, rinse, and repeat kind of relationship. It's having a relationship with God means that you got to talk to him every day. It means that you got to listen to him every day and you got to obey him every day. And in closing, I just want to give you a word of encouragement because the washing of our heart is not our job. Our job is to take our hearts to the cleaners. And God is our cleaner, our cleanser. And in Ezekiel 36, 26, he says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put it within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, softer heart. And Psalm 51, 10 is our prayer, create in me. Oh God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. What a beautiful scripture. I think that that says it all. Yes, we have somebody, a perfect creator, a perfect God who loves us and doesn't leave us how we are. He wants to grow us. He wants to mold us into his image. So give him your heart and take it to him daily and let him do his work. Amen. Let's close on that in prayer. You want to close us out? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. And I thank you that you not only give us hearts that beat in our chest, but you give us hearts that have a hole in it that only you can fill. And Lord, I pray for whatever person is listening today. Lord, we all know where our weaknesses are and where the holes are leaking out, Father. And I pray that you would, through your power of your Holy Spirit, come and heal our hearts, heal our brokenness, Father God. I pray for the parts of our hearts that have been damaged and injured as children that we might not even recognize as what's causing us to sin against you now. So we pray that you would reveal it to us and allow us to take our hearts to you to be healed and that you would create in us a right spirit within us. I thank you for Dr. Lydia. I thank you for her ministry, for her calling. Lord, I pray that you would continue to use her in the lives of people that desperately are seeking for you. Lord, I pray for every listener that hears this podcast that they wouldn't just close it out, Lord, but they would do an evaluation of their heart and they would get real and they would get right with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you and until next time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?